1-800-BETS-OFF. The number 25 Cyclones tip it off against Oklahoma tonight in Norman. Iowa State's riding a three-game win streak. Hawkeyes host number 19 Indiana tomorrow night. Before Patrick McCaffrey taking a leave of absence due to anxiety issues. Chiefs have a chance to clinch the AFC's top seed with a win over the Raiders. That's if the NFL cancels the Bills-Bengals game. I'm Ron Moss. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 20 minutes or so away. We've got another keyword uh, for you. Your chance to uh, win another $1,000 or win $1,000 coming up here in about 25 minutes or thereabouts. Bottom of the hour, we'll catch up with John Bowencamp. He was in Nashville. We'll put a great big bow on the football season with John. Take a look at the basketball, uh, both the men's and women's with John Bowencamp. He joins us at the bottom of the hour. David Kaplan, waiting to get him squared away. A lot of ground to cover with Cappy. The Kevin Warren situation. Justin Fields isn't going to play. Um, Sam Burnaby, did you see Sam Burnaby, the general manager of the I-Cups, came out and said in his 40 years of working down at well, once was Sec Taylor, now Principal Park. He said he's never seen a uh, more promising group of uh, rookies, of players that are going to make their way through downtown Des Moines. And this isn't a something that Burnaby does on an every-year basis. He does not get the hype machine uh, in the red zone. Uh, for Sam to come out and say what he did, uh, that's very rare wow. on his part. Yeah, that's yeah. what I saw thought, when I saw that uh, this morning uh, as well. Let's get Cappy in here. Uh, he joins us. Happy New Year, Cap. I uh, watched your finale, your swan song. Got a little choked up, Cap. I've never seen you at a loss for words. You were at the end there. You had your wife on stage with you, a couple of the regulars, three of them, uh, Purdue, etc. Got a little choked up, Cap, saying goodbye. I did? I thought you did. Wouldn't you say you did? I did. You were. Did. You said it I, yourself. You're at a loss for words. I told everybody before, and I'm like, like when they did like this three day tribute. It was really amazingly cool. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and had my favorite guests on uh, Tom Izzo and Todd Hollinsworth, my old partner, and Tommy Waddle. Anyway, no problem Wednesday, <laughs> no problem Thursday, because there was always another day. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, my probably my closest friend outside of family, Ryan McGuffey, who was my EP for a long time and now is the head of original content there, Ryan said, you're going to get emotional? I said, no shot. <laughs> He's like, yes, you will. I said, no shot. That's not going to happen. And, oh, boy, <laughs> we, before the show started, our director made this, unbelievable toast they had champagne in there and he's telling this story of what i mean to him and he's crying and i'm like oh boy okay here we go (laughs) and i love that guy lou malgarejo and so to make a long story short there were the video they showed of like the best moments of my career there Hmm. yeah it got me and then seeing my wife standing there and going wow to actually this is it i'm Mm -hmm. done here Mm -hmm. yeah it, it got emotional 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, you had that magical run. I guess probably that the, the Cubs being on the air for that had to be a highlight. The highlight, would you say? Not even close. Yeah, not even close. It's number one. Um, they could literally win the next fifteen world titles in a row. Nothing like the so first one. Hundred sixty-two and zero yep. every year. Yep. And I would tell you, yeah, really cool. Nothing close to dreaming as a little kid. Hmm that the Cubs, my beloved Cubs, are going to win a World Series and then to come so close so many times and not get there and then be as bad as we've been so many times and all of a sudden I'm there and I'm on the air 10 seconds after they win the World Series. Can't get better than that in my profession. And then you were on the stage, right? Did you not, uh, were you not involved in the parade and the uh, uh, the get-together on the stage following? Yeah, I hosted I the TV broadcast yeah. of it. So it was amazing. Amazing. It was me, CM Punk, Todd Hollinsworth, <laughs> John Cusack. Like, for a kid that grew up in Chicago and grew up a Cubs fan, and that was my team, and one of the reasons I got into the field that I'm in, and I'm the voice you're listening to, oh, my God. It yeah. was incredible. No doubt. All right, Capo, you're still on the radio, and you're still going to be with us every Wednesday, and our audiences and and, our, and the hosts are grateful for that. So uh, the Justin Fields news that uh, just came out, um, I, but we were both surprised that this didn't happen earlier. The last thing the franchise needed was for him in a meaningless week 15 or week 16, whatever, to get hurt and not to be able to answer the bell. Well, we hope to get him back late November of next year. That would have been awful, Cap. I'm glad he He's not playing. Yeah, the fact that they had him out there the other day in a 38-10 to 10 game, and he went into the blue tent to have a concussion check. He was also laying on the ground. You could see they were working on his hip. He was banged up, and he has said multiple times, yeah, my left shoulder, non-throwing arm, it's, it's still annoying, but I can play through it. You were three and thirteen when it was thirty-eight to ten the other day. You weren't coming back. Why was he in the game? Utter idiocy. That's what it was. And had they run him out this week, for me, if he'd gotten hurt, and I was the owner, I would have fired the coach, the GM, the whole crew. You guys got our franchise quarterback. I don't mean hurt like he strained a hamstring. I'm talking toward ACL. Hurt his throwing shoulder. If that had happened, I would have fired the whole crew. Yeah. That would have been malpractice. No doubt about <laughs> kind it. Kind of bears like too. Yes, ways, and, right? and we've seen plenty of that. So it'll be Nathan Peterman. <laughs> That's its own set of circumstances. Maybe a betting opportunity with Minnesota still fighting for something there. We'll see what they're going to do in this game and who the out of their starters are going to be playing. But it's about the future. It's about looking forward with this organization and what they are going to be. Number two pick, opportunity with a ton of cap space. As anticipated of an offseason that the Bears have had since when? Oh, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Like, you know, when Ryan Pace took over, everyone was excited. It just didn't go the way we hoped. And now you're hitting the reset button. But I don't care how good a drafter he is. They're not going to be out of last place next year. I just don't see it. You know, okay, Detroit getting better. I believe seven first-round picks on their roster Mm -hmm. of their own. That doesn't count second-round picks or free agents that they're going to sign. They have two more first-round picks, one in the top ten, and then wherever their regular pick 
land, so they're going to add two more really good players, not counting the rest of their draft, the rest of their offseason. Green Bay, uh, the reports of their demise might be greatly exaggerated because if they beat Detroit on Sunday at Lambeau, they're going to the playoffs. Aaron's going nowhere. You're telling me the Bears are going to be better than them? I'll tell you, no shot. And the Vikings are winning the division this year. You can tell me all you want that they're overrated, that their numbers don't match up. All I know is they're twelve and three, so or twelve, thirteen and three. So they're really good. Yeah, indeed they are. All right. Speaking of the Bears, I'm sure you saw the piece uh, that Kevin Warren apparently uh, is in consideration to become, I believe, the, the president of the Bears. Of course, they saw they. I'm guessing that one of the reasons they would like him, they saw his work when he was with the Vikings and with U.S. Bank and bringing that to to where it's at today. The Bears seemingly are going to be moving out to Arlington Heights uh, on the location of the former Arlington Park uh, racetrack. Maybe that has something to do with it is there anything to kevin warren and what's the likelihood if there is uh that he becomes the next president i hear three names are in play for this job uh i hear kevin warren i have heard jim phillips the former ad at northwestern who's now the commissioner of the atlantic coast conference and colin faulkner the senior vp uh, for the chicago cubs they've all had experience in either renovating or building buildings Colin was integral in the Cubs' renovations of Wrigley. Um, Kevin built the building with the Minnesota Vikings. And Jim Phillips did the $100 million state-of-the-art building that some say is the best in college sports at Northwestern. So they all have that type of experience. They all are proven winners. Which one gets it? I mean, if you look, I'm biased. I love Jim Phillips. He's a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him about this. He's a really good guy. I think he's a really, really good executive. But I don't think that I'm being, what's the right word? I'm biased. Mm-hmm. I'm biased because he's my friend. But I think Kevin Warren is really good. And I think Colin's really good. What is that job short of the stadium? What else does it entail? You know, we hear about Ted Phillips. Oh, boy, it's been a disaster. And I know we've talked about this before with you, Cappy. What exactly is that role? What, what, does, what does it mean to be the president of a football organization? Well, I mean, you're, the buck stops with you of, at the end. If you're going to change GMs, you're going to be the guy making that hire. Mm-hmm. If your team and your franchise is not maximizing every available revenue stream, you're going to be the guy that gets blamed. And if you can you know, move into a state-of-the-art stadium, sell state-of-the-art sponsorships, Put a sports book in there and do your local radio deal, which they just did with ESPN 1000. Like if you do all those things and maximize every revenue stream, that franchise is going to be north of $10 billion. That is a fact. The Broncos, who don't have a new stadium, are, I think, just sold for just over $4 billion to the Walton family, Rob Walton and his family. The Bears aren't going to move into a new stadium for what? Six years, five years, Mm -hmm. by the time that is done and sports gambling is at a completely different level, your naming rights. Bears don't have naming rights. Soldier Field, you can't have naming rights. Well, imagine what you're going to pay for a brand-new dome stadium Mm. in Arlington Heights with a sports book, with a hotel, with Mm. 50 different restaurants, a shopping area. You're talking about billions of dollars 
an increased value to that franchise. Mm, Going to be off the chart. Uh, I want to switch to baseball, and I want. Uh, do you, have you met Sam Burnham? I'm sure you have. The general manager of the Iowa Cubs. You've met Sam over the years. I have. I, when I came out there to interview. Uh, some of the players out there. Yes, I did. Gotcha. So he's not um, he's not a, a hype guy. Any anything but that, right? Sam's uh, Sam's not known to do this. When he tweeted this in response to Tommy Birch, who I know you know from the Des Moines Register, <laughs> covers the team. This was from Sam that this is going to be a special summer of baseball at Principal Park. It might collectively be the best overall group of major league prospects we've had in my 40 years with the Iowa Cubs. When Sam says that, and this is a guy that doesn't hype up any of his teams, I've known him for since the eight late eighties. Um, this is, this is rare for him to do for him to do that cap. There sounds like the, the pipeline, we're starting to see some of the fruits start to, uh, you know, ripen a little bit. Well, I mean, I would think at some point this summer you're going to see Pete Crow Armstrong and Owen Casey and a bunch of these infielders that they have and Kevin Alcantara. We're going to find out how good a trader Jed Hoyer is, and I think he's pretty damn good from the people I trust in baseball. He drives a hard bargain, but he's fair, and he's a really, really good evaluator. So if he and his staff hit home runs in the Rizzo trade, the Bryant trade, the Baez trade, and all those other deals they've made, then it might not be 2023. I think they'll, they've brought some veteran guys in and they'll hang in there. But I think 24, 25, 26, 27, you should be very bullish on the direction of the Chicago Cubs. You know, we've seen years where teams all feel like they're a year away. Mm-hmm. And they take that step forward a little bit earlier. Oh, it's been... So downtrodden the last couple of years, we had 2020 with nobody in the stands. What would this summer be like if we get to July and they're, you know, five games over 500 and they're fighting for the division and and they're right there? What's it going to be like in Wrigleyville with some normalcy finally back there on top of at least a decent baseball team? You mean now that we're past COVID and we're yeah. and the, and there'll be talent the combination? Yeah, absolutely. People will be really, really excited. And I got to think at some point you're going to look at this franchise and think, wow, they're spending money again. Maybe Mr. Ricketts knew what he was doing because, you know, he took all the slings and arrows. You didn't spend enough money. You're cheap. The family that. And the fact of the matter is they had a top three payroll when they were rolling along 16, 17, 18. And then when they made the decision, Hard as it was for fans, Chris Bryant's not part of our future, Baez, Rizzo, whoever. And everyone went, it's just because you're cheap. No, that is not the fact. They combined $200 million in losses from the pandemic. His comment, biblical losses, he should never have made. It was yeah. that catchphrase that everybody grabbed onto. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, something, from what I've been told, they had never rehearsed that line. He just... Off the cuff, said it. Everyone, what? You're a billionaire. You'll recoup it. And so, I think once people start to see some of the prospects come up and the team play good baseball, wow, maybe we do have a bright future. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion to Sox fans, but if this team doesn't get off to a good start right away with the new manager Pedro Grafal, if that team struggles at all like it did last year. 
I'll tell you that the Cubs might have a brighter future. Interesting. A couple of uh, one a signing, one a rumor to maybe be signing. Brad Wick, and, and I'm not sure he's going to be back this year, but Cap, you remember him. He was actually pretty good uh, when we yeah. saw him, and he's and he's been out for a while. He signed a minor league deal. And then Eric Hosmer, who you know thought he was going to be a part of that Padres organization, was going to be there when they reached the promised land, if they ever do. Well, you we know that he got shipped to Boston, no longer Red Sox. Apparently... He is in, or was, as of yesterday, in negotiations uh, with the Cubs to take over first base. Is Eric Hosmer going to happen? I think it is, from what I hear. It's not done at this point, unless it happened this morning, and I missed it while I was on the air. I haven't seen Uh, it either. But it's a no-brainer. I think he wants probably assurance how much time he's going to get to play because the Cubs are going to get him for free. The the Mm. minimum deal, because all his contract is being paid by the San Diego Padres. So if you're the Chicago Cubs, what do you have to lose? Really? Left hand at bat, good dude, good glove. And then, you know, he probably wants to know how much are you going to let Mervis play? Am I going to get a chance if I have any struggles early to work out of them? But I don't think they have to come up with much, maybe some incentives, you know, in a contract. But from what I know, that. His contract is going to be paid by San Diego Padres. Interesting. Well, Marcus Stroman apparently on, on Twitter came to his defense. I guess there's rumors out there that he's not a good teammate. Yeah. Uh, Hosmer and, and Stroman piped up right away and said, uh, no, to, com- completely off base. Cap, great stuff. Uh, f- wonderful first hit of 2023. What did you do on New Year's Eve? Did you see Midnight or were you tucked in like the rest of us 60-somethings? Or most of us 60-somethings. New Year's Eve, we had our son daughter-in-law grandson over we made like a beef tenderloin nice and we hung out watched the college football playoffs we were asleep before 11 <laughs> well done so it's not all lou malnati's there on special nights you and the wife get sick of that um we don't because we don't eat pizza that much okay i'm a pretty healthy eater yeah like i lost you haven't seen me in a long time i lost 30 Seen saw you on tv you look May. great thanks so I'm just going to try and keep locked in and work out and eat healthy and do it right. And I say that because Cap's wife, Mindy, is the head of marketing for Malnati's, correct? Yes, the best pizza in the world. Good stuff. Cap, we'll talk to you in a week. Thanks for doing this, as Happy always. Happy New Year to you guys. Thanks, Cap. Happy New Thanks, Year, Cap. too. David Kaplan uh, from Chicago. Uh, now just ESPN 1000, and of course, his YouTube uh, channel, which I think that's where, well, who knows with him. Um, but Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Centurion Stone of Iowa. If you've got a project, thinking about a project, spring, summer, um, you know, make those arrangements now. Over 200 color and pattern combinations, interior. What does that mean? Maybe the fireplace, maybe the rec room, wherever you think that stone product on uh, one of your walls would enhance the value of your home or if it's outside. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Speaking of fireplaces, they also have those electric fireplaces there. They can do that for you. They have the mantles, beautifully custom-built mantles that they have there. So not just alone, just with the stonework, which is incredible, but other things to make your home beautiful. We have two of them in our place. One upstairs, one downstairs. Centurion Stone. I've seen that fireplace with your picture after you ducked out of the KXNO birthday party early. (laughs) Yeah, I framed it and put it on (laughs) We'll take a timeout. Iowa conversation next. John Bowen Camp will be here. It's Miller and Condon, and we're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.0. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, we got more. We do. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. (laughs) Go to kxno.com once you get there. 
You'll see the pop-up box, and in the pop-up box, insert the keyword bank, bank at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000 bank at kxno.com. Now a break, then John Bowen Camp, Tretz Picks. Before we get out of here at 1, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Nation, KXNO. The fans, the tradition, the glory. That sounds like John Facenda line, does, does it yeah. not? From NFL Films. There's nothing more thrilling than college football when it comes down to the national championship that comes up in just five days this Monday. And my go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook. They are one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on the college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone, new customers and us returning customers, can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. So I'm taking a look to Saturday. We got the Chiefs and Raiders. We talked about that earlier with Mitch Holtis. I like the over on Jarrett Stidham, both passing uh-huh. and rushing. You put that together. What about Waller? Oh, Waller, there's a good uh-huh. one. Throw him in there. Maybe over four and a half catches. I see that's his total there. Put a bunch of things together. How about this? Kansas City to lead at halftime and full-time. You can add that to your same wow. game parlay. Just so many different things that you can do. The more you add, the more you can win. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on the college football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. The code, and it's very important, KXNO. And it's only DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, please don't hesitate. Call 1-800- Get your podcasts. Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 27. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's 1230. We're here until well, just before 1. And just before we vacate the premises and make way for Murph and Andy, Trent's Plays of the Day Circus Sports sponsors. Let's talk Hawks, shall we? John Bowenkamp joins the program. Uh, he was in Nashville. We'll do the football, put a bow on it uh, before we get into the basketball. John, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year. John Bowenkamp, how are you? Happy New Year. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How was Nashville? Uh, it's a neat city. I mean, I would have liked to have I made the mistake of not staying downtown, um, and I kind of wish I had because you didn't really get kind of the feel of the town where I was staying. But it was a lot of fun. It was a good game, uh, well-run bowl game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't think I don't think the I don't think the Iowa people had anything to complain about. I think they really liked everything that happened, including the result of the game. So, I, I think it was a successful game for them. Twice or three times more expensive to stay downtown on, on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm guessing that factored well, in the decision. Or could you even get a room? Well, well see, that was the thing. It, the, the media hotel was you could stay for, it wasn't too bad. It was 200 bucks a night, but it was a really nice renaissance up until New Year's Eve. 
And then if you stayed New Year's Eve, it was six hundred per room. Yeah. So and 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 it was that it was that way at every hotel downtown. So you know if you wanted to clear out and find somewhere out by the airport to stay or drive, you know, part of the way home or whatever, you probably could have. But um, yeah, the, the New Year's Eve thing made it really expensive if you wanted to stay downtown. Overall, what was the travel like from the Hawkeye contingent? What did, what did you see with your own eyes there? You know, estimates all over the place. Certainly was not a packed stadium that day. And Kentucky was playing Louisville in basketball at the same time. I'm sure Ooh. that kept a lot of people away right. on top of that. What did you see, though, from the Hawkeye side of things? Oh, I thought it was a really – I thought, it, I thought it, was a, it was a good crowd. And I'm going to go back to what I said, you know, the last time we talked. that To the fans, I think it was more about going Nashville. And oh, by the way, there's a game, you know. And I mean, I think that was that was part of the draw was it was it was an easy trip for a lot of people. Um, I saw a lot of Iowa cars on the way down on Thursday. Saw a lot of them coming back on Sunday. In the way, it kind of felt like you know a couple few years ago when they played over in Indianapolis, you know, for the Big Ten championship game. And you know, you're driving along, and then all of a sudden, here comes this pack of cars with Iowa plates and. You know, it's kind of like a NASCAR race when they come by it. But um, you know, no, I mean, it was it was a really good crowd. I mean, I it was. I mean, the Iowa side there was there was more. There were a lot more fans on the Iowa side of the stadium than there were on the Kentucky side. And so, I mean, I, I think from that aspect, I think that made it kind of a success because a lot of people did go down. Uh, John Bowenkamp, IowaCollegeHoops.com, who writes for the Associated Press and Hawkeye Nation. In your piece that I read at Hawkeye Nation, uh, it was on Sam Laporta. That was one of the pieces that I read from you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a such a fun player to cover. I'm assuming, right? And does he kind of get yeah. lost in the shuffle, though? With you know, with with all the tight ends that I was produced, and some, you know, recently we see what Kittle's doing on an everyday basis, and, and Hawkinson, and dot dot dot. The list goes on and on and on, right? Um, I'm anxious to see what what Laporta's next step is because I believe he's going to be a part of that conversation with the you know the what do they call it tight end you that Laporta's going to have get right. yes, uh, you know he's going to be a part of it. Yeah, and I mean the one thing I really liked about him was he really enjoyed his experience at Iowa, and you could tell that. And you know there, there were so many questions about you know with a lot of guys on whether they would sit out the bowl game. And he said that was never a thought in his mind. He wanted to play in that game. He went in, and I think too, what helped him was that he missed his senior day game. And oh, I sure, think that made the decision. That made the decision of I'm healthy. This is my opportunity to play one last game with with my teammates. And you know, like I said, he's got such a great personality and and is someone who really has enjoyed his football experience and. You know, it, it's good to see that you know out of some guys that that and and when you look at his numbers, I mean he he had a he had an amazing career at Iowa, and it, it and you're right, it did kind of fly under the radar because everybody was always talking about you know the offensive struggles, et cetera, et cetera, and they're right, but he put up really good numbers in his career, and he was he's been such a big part of this offense, and you know I mean they're going to miss him next year. Mm-hmm. I think he was he was a good leader in the in the locker room. I think he was a good leader on the field. I, I think he just he really enjoyed what he did at Iowa. He'll uh, end up being one of the all-time leaders in a lot of those different categories statistically, as he talked yep. about, and uh, put up some big things. Another guy that they have to replace is a linebacker crew, a defensive line. So <laughs> oh, Joe that, Evans, oh that guy, <laughs> yeah, Joe Evans. He announced he's coming back defensive line, and Van S. He's going to go off to the NFL defensive line. They're so deep, it just it's hard oh, to get yeah. overly concerned. 
Linebacker's a different story. I like what we saw the growth out of Higgins this year. I thought he took a lot of step forwards forward when we got to see him out there playing linebacker. But short of that, if Seth Benson doesn't come back and it looks like he's leaning towards not returning to Iowa, we know Campbell's off to the NFL. That linebacker crew, are there any young names that we haven't talked a lot about? I know Ben Keeter's going to be coming in. He has a lot of accolades, but he's going to be a freshman. What do you see out of that linebacker crew? You know, I mean, I, I, I do think, you know, outside of Jay Higgins, it's wide mm-hmm. open in my mind. And, I mean, and, and so that's why I think this spring is going to be really important. I think the spring was important last year because all those guys that did start this year didn't work out in the spring. So there were guys that got a lot of experience. Now, okay, where does this all fit? Who plays where? You know, who's, who's going to be in that cash spot? What are they going to do? How are they going to, you know, move some different pieces around? But in, in my mind, that, that position group is wide open. I think there's a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of getting them experienced, getting them acclimated. Uh, you're not going to have a Jack Campbell in that group, but you may be developing one at some point. You know, so um, I, that's why I think this spring is so important to see who kind of kind of steps forward in those positions because there's a lot of playing time to be had at those spots right now. Let's switch to basketball, and um, other than we'll get to the record, I want to get to the, the start with the Patrick McCaffrey uh, news that broke yesterday. Yeah. Such important news, uh, and, and good for, for him for, for making his you know his uh, battle, if you will, public because I think this is going to be help so many people. My other takeaway from this, John, is is I think we as a nation ten years ago, mental health was oh, come on, get over it, right, uh, right type of thing. Right. Now we are embracing the fact that this is a disease and this is a serious issue. And the more that we talk about it, the more that people are willing to share their stories, as Patrick McCaffrey did yesterday. This goes a long way. I think my takeaway from it was is the fact that I was so pleased to see our, our Nazi, the get over it factor, the old school, ah, get out there, suck it up, young. Cause that, John, right. you know, we're old. We would have heard this not too many years ago. I was, I was, it was good to see that I didn't see a lot of that. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you did, it was from stupid people on Twitter. Um, but it's true. But, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was, it was the people that want to stir things up. And to me, it was, I mean, it was very courageous in my mind that, that he, step forward and say, look, I, you know, I need to deal with this and I need to step away. And that's a sign of a, of a, a very mature individual who understands what needs to be done here. And, you know, and I mean, I'll be honest, I, you know, I've watched him play over the year and over the season, and you could just tell that, that he wasn't, you know, where he usually is as a player and as a person. And for him to come out and say that yesterday, I, I was, I was, I was like you. I, I just thought it was a, it was a great thing for him to realize he has to address this and has the courage to say, "Look, I got to step away." And you know, I, I admire him for that. I admire the the respect that you know everybody has given him on that. And and um, you know, I mean, you want to see the best for him moving forward. And you know, and, and I think he knows what he needs to do now. Patrick's not been playing well. This team has not been playing well. And as we look forward to what they're going to be, minus Patrick, for the next week, two weeks, however long it turns out to be, first of all, what do you do lineup-wise? I mean, it, you're trying to get Sanford going. He is 0 of 18 in Big Ten play from the floor. He has not been able to find it. You have Connor, who that hot shooting start uh, start to the season that he had, that's starting to dissipate a little bit here. 
Or do you just hand the keys to the freshman, to Sante Bowen, and say, young man, this team's going to be yours in the future. We know the future starts now. What would you do trying to plug in that lineup and get it figured out? I think probably Connor start, uh, unless unless Fran feels that, that, that he's just better off being that 25-minute guy and coming off the bench and being that stabilizing factor. I think Connor starts, but you're going to you're gonna have to get a lot of minutes out of guys who haven't played a lot. And so, I mean, I, it's an opportunity, I think, for, like you said, like DeSante Bowen. And, you know, Aaron Euless has struggled. This is an opportunity to get him going. Peyton Sanford clearly has struggled. But you know he's a good shooter. You know that, that he's going to break out of that at some point. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of options there. But, I, you know, I think back to the Eastern Illinois game, and there was, there was a situation where, where, where Patrick took a pretty hard hit to the floor, and he was standing shooting free throws, and he, it was like he was going to throw up. In fact, he came over to the bench and they grabbed a bucket, you know, and he went out of the game. And I remember thinking that was the day Chris Murray's not there, Connor's not there, and that bench felt really short. So, you know, I mean, it, it is, you can cover the minutes, I think, and I think you can cover the production. It's just a matter of who's going to do it on a nightly basis. Is it going to be by committee? Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways they can go, but it does take away a key player out of that rotation and, and that just kind of thins that rotation a little bit more. How do they turn it around, John? I mean, 0-3 to start in the Big Ten and the schedule was actually Iowa-friendly to start. I mean, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. although they look better. Would you say that, Trent, that they're better maybe than we thought that they were Wisconsin? Yeah. I, I think that's They fair, do it right? every single year, though, don't they? That's true. <laughs> uh, but then Nebraska and Penn State, granted they were on the road, but you felt that in the worst-case scenario, they're going to get a split. John, it almost feels like Combine that with Eastern Illinois, a quad four loss at home, yikes. Um, it almost feels like, man, oh, man, this is getting away from him, and we're not even on, we're at the 4th of January, for crying out loud. Right. And, I, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just a question of just, just make shots. And, I mean, they're taking good shots. I mean, go back to the stats from the, the Nebraska game and, you know, the, the Twitter account shot quality or whatever, and there's, there's a right they, yep. with the shot quality that they took, they had a 75, 78% win probability so it's just a matter of making shots or playing better defense or a combination of both um this team is too good i think there's there's too much talent there with with you know i mean you've got chris murray back and he was really good in the second half the other day um you know if you keep him healthy um you know if you can get some guys going that are struggling right now yeah i mean they've got a chance to, to get back into this thing and start playing well but your your time's starting to run out a little bit, and you start you know you're at the halfway point of the season this weekend. So um, you know how does the second half go? It's it's all going to depend on just executing and making plays and making shots and playing better defense. If they can do that, they they can still get to the tournament. But they again the time starting that time factor starts to run against them a little bit. Four of the next five games are at home. It starts tomorrow night with Indiana. And already 0-3, got to go, what, 4-1 in this stretch? I mean, it, it, that's the kind of hole that they dug themselves. 4-1, we can maybe start to believe because, well, I've said it, you don't believe it's true. This thing's over, John. This team is not an NCAA no. tournament team. No, I mean, like I said, you got, there, there's still time. I mean, like I said, time's running out, but there's still time. And you can still do some things. And like I said, it, there's, there's just enough talent here and, and enough good players these guys responded last year in January and February, and you know there was there was a time, and yeah, granted the record was a little different, you know, this time last year, 
But there was a time in January like where it felt let him get away, and then all of a sudden they went on that run. Anything is possible at this point. Anything is possible in this league. I I still think they're going to be fine. You know, I always say, <laughs> yes. but um, but um, but yeah. I, I think they'll be fine. But they but but again, they've got to start. They've got to start doing the things that made them good in November and early December. I'll use your other uh, uh, phrase that you've uh, coined. We're done here. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I'm going to write that one down. I'm keeping receipts <laughs> on everybody. Um, I'm just saying well, we still got time, you know. And that's I like, hope you're right, man. Early January, early January. I just, I just, I, you know, like I said, you, you start to feel that time crunch, but there's still some time there, you know. Thank you, John Bowen Camp. Appreciate it as always. Associated Press, Hawkeye Nation, IowaCollegeHoops.com. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yep, yep. yep. Good to talk to John Bowen Camp. I love catching up with the the wise owl. Self-proclaimed. Yeah, I think he's missing this one. I hope he's right. He's optimistic. Give him that. But yeah. they're 0-3. Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers, Indiana. Who am I missing? What's coming up? Well, yeah, Indiana at Rutgers, then Michigan, Michigan State, or Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, it is Michigan, Michigan State, yeah, and Northwestern after that, I want to say, something like that. Maybe Maryland in there. Maryland. Maryland. Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan, Maryland. Maryland. And then Northwestern, right? And then I mean, Northwestern, that's... then Buckeyes, and then Sparty. So they don't see Sparty for a while. It's Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan, Maryland. Tomorrow's a must win. It is. It's not bananas it's to say that. No. And there'll be a dog. Yeah. Ken Palm has it at one. Oh, so it's tight. I would guess it'll be probably more than the two and a half yeah, when it comes out offshore this afternoon. Would you grab the points with Iowa right now? God, no. How many would it take if I give you a four and a half? No, keep going. Six and a half? Maybe. Eight and a half? See, it's an eight o'clock tip, too. That's the bad part. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be there. Well, Central nobody goes Iowa's not. On no. that on a thir- at least it's a Thursday. Sure. I mean, if there is a silver lining... Tuesday, Wednesday, a little bit more. Thursday, all right. Well, maybe Only I'll take a half day. day. But yeah, take Friday off. You can play that game. Speaking of Friday, you've got a big game on Friday night. We should promote the you-know-what out of that game. Yes, looking forward to it. Getting out to watch at Cold Iron Field House in West Des Moines, the Valley Tigers with Curtis Stinson Jr. and company as they face off against Waukee. Should be a really and fun match. who plays matchup. for that Waukee team? Somebody you might heard of? Oh, yeah, Omaha Blue. He's, uh-huh. he's there, and he's not alone. They... You know, they were so young a year ago. They returned everybody, sing- seemingly every single player that played varsity minutes for them a year ago, all returned this year. And then you add Omaha Blue to the mix. <laughs> They're really fun. They're really talented. Going to be a fun one. We'll have both the girls and the boys game here on KXNO Friday. All right, Trent's Plays of the Day. They're coming up next. That's our final segment here on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. Before we get to Trent real quick, this from the Buffalo Bills Twitter account. Uh, DeMar Hamlin remains in ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement. 
noted yesterday and overnight. He's expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. That from the Bills, uh, their official statement from their Twitter account this morning. Good good news, at least as good a news as we could probably hope for at this point in time. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Uh, let's get your plays of the day. How many? How did you do yesterday, first of all? Three and two in the plays Another that I gave winning out. Day. Another winning day. We'll take 60% all year long mm-hmm. because if that happens over the course of as many games as I bet, uh, we're going to be looking at a positive. Today, uh, not five, not six, 11. Four? <laughs> we're at 11. We kick things off with the first college basketball game of the day, 4 o'clock. College of Charleston, ranked for the first time in two decades. Ken, you know this is an automatic play for me. Teams being ranked for the first time in a long time. It doesn't matter if it's college football or college basketball. It is pretty much every single time an automatic fade. And we're doing it here. Give me North Carolina A&T plus the 12 as they take on College of Charleston. Pick two in the SEC. This is an SEC Network game. 5.30, Georgia against Auburn. I'm going to grab the Bulldogs here. Like this Auburn team, a little bit different than the way they were built a year ago, but a road tilt here. Georgia eh, still finding their footing with Mike White uh, in his early tenure there. We're going to grab the points there. Also grabbing the points with NC State at home against Duke. I just don't like this Duke team right now. I, I have, I want to like them. I want to like the talent just hasn't quite clicked at this point. I think NC State pulls it off here. We're going to grab the four with them. Also grabbing the four with Penn State on the road at Michigan. I just think Penn State's better than the Wolverines yeah, at this Michigan's point Michigan's not good, I agree. I'm uh, going to lay the points with Rhode Island. Tight one there, minus one and a half against Fordham. MVC play tonight, Illinois State plus seven against Indiana State. Sycamores are off to a great start. Illinois State not We'll see what they are now as the favorite Indiana State in this spot. We're going to grab the Redbirds plus the seven. Texas State Lion two and a half with them. Uh, UConn bounce back factor here. I think they do it on the road at Providence. Give me UConn minus the four and a half. Under in Vatek, Clemson 137. Wake Forest plus the points of Carolina. And we finish up late night. Nico Medved in Colorado State plus the four and a half at Steve Alford. And have had, how about that for nice. a little one two Iowa connections punch this evening? All right. I'm guessing most of you didn't hear them. If you'd like <laughs> to see them, you can go to the Action Network, search T Condon, and his picks are going to be there. Good night for ESPN 2, Big 12 wise, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and then TCU Baylor. Pretty good spot. Like that. Might just put it Sit on, on the two deuce and, I. and keep it on the deuce. Murph and Andy coming up next. Heather and Sean, the KXNO Drive, takes you home today from 3 until 6. We're Miller and Condon. Trent and I are here weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.